We actually know this from medicine that if you get a thrombosis in the retinal, uh, retinal vein, then you get blindness. Welcome to the Aesthetics Mastery Show. I'm Dr. Tim Pierce. Hi, I'm Miranda Pierce. And today we're talking about venous occlusion. What happens when you get filler into a vein? How do you diagnose it and what should we do about it? Okay, so how does this differ from what we normally talk about, which is VO in an artery? So if dermal filler gets into an artery, it's fairly clear to us you're not going to get fresh blood supply to that area. You're not going to get oxygen to the tissues and that tissue is at risk of dying. The difference with venous occlusion is that you're going to slow down the drainage of blood from the area. Now, if you think about the system from arteries to arterioles to capillaries to venules to veins, there is seemingly a sequence that the blood flows through one way or the other. There's a, there's a process. But what makes it more complicated is that there are tributaries and connections. So if you block a vein, the chances are, because of the way that they're structured, that there's probably another way around in most cases. So it's not as simple as blocking. Certainly the, the most important thing not to block would be the capillary, the capillary tree and the arterioles. Once it's in the small vessels, there's very little chance of blood finding its way around in another way, in another route. But veins are probably a bit more connected. I don't know for sure exactly how, they, how these connections work. You'd need to scan each individual and see what they are. But you can think of them more like a net rather than a, a something that flows in, in, power, in sequence, in series. That means although we block a vein, the chances are in most places there'll be a way out of it. So it will slow down blood from leaving the skin, but it probably won't completely stop it. And that's the crucial difference. If you've injected into an arterial or an artery, there is much higher, there's a much higher probability that you will completely block oxygen getting to tissues and it will die. Whereas when you block a vein, there's a much higher chance that there'll be some other way for the blood to slowly leave the area and you can still replace new oxygen into the cells using the arterial blood supply. So how do you know that you've, what, what's the difference? Well, ideally, in an ideal world, you'd have an ultrasound and you could scan it and see what, what you blocked. But the reality is we almost nobody has that except for Dr. Master and a few <laughs> others. And uh, what we end up doing is trying to make a decision based on the clinical picture. So if you think about what might happen if you block a vein, now you can all do this on yourselves. You can literally push a vein on your arm and block it and see what happens. The first thing that happens is that vein tends to become a bit more engorged. So it's no longer draining the blood as quickly. And therefore, the tissue that is supplied by that vein may also become slightly more engorged. So you'd expect to see maybe a slightly darker color to the tissue, slightly a little bit of swelling, maybe a bit of bogginess and uh, and delayed capillary refill if it was a significant vein. Um, but but that's probably about it. I think complete zero capillary refill is very unlikely with blocking a vein. How are we likely, how is this likely to occur? Like where in the face are we likely to block a vein, not an artery? Well, anywhere. But veins are a little bit more superficial in most cases. Um, you've got your bigger veins, your facial vein, which would be easier to hit, probably most, most often structuring, injecting uh, the cheek, for example. So it runs down here. You may inject that. Um, then you get puffiness, bogginess, swelling in that part of the face that it drains. So they can be hit absolutely anyway. I mean, there are obviously, we all know this about the face, there are blood vessels everywhere. So you, there isn't a safe place where you don't have to worry about it. The key thing would be they're usually a little bit more superficial than the arteries and uh, nowhere's 100% safe. The, the thing that protects you most often is usually when you inject filler into a vein, probably it flows off somewhere else and that can cause problems, but they're much rarer. What problems could it cause? 
There are a couple of case studies of people picking up pulmonary emboli from injecting filler. Now, thankfully, most of these, from from a non-surgical perspective, these are not uh, dermal fillers. As far as I'm aware, I've not come across a case report of dermal filler being uh, causing a pulmonary embolism. But the same procedure carried out with fat transfer. Uh, I know of one case through the, temp- the middle temporal vein that seemed to cause a pulmonary embolism in a patient. So that enough product was injected. If you think about the flow of where the veins are taking blood to, they take blood back to the lungs. So if you inject filler into a vein, vein will, the filler will flow down the vascular tree into the lungs and then be filtered out by the lungs. Now, if that's big enough, then you get a pulmonary emboli. I think small amounts like 0.05 of a mil, probably no one ever notices. And that probably happens all the time. So do you think this is common blocking veins? And I'm wondering, is it more common than what we maybe think or know about? I suspect there's a really good chance that a substantial amount of filler goes into veins that we never find out about. And the, the reason for that being that if you put a little bit into a vein, probably what happens to most of it is it gets washed into the systemic circulation, as I said before, it's filtered out by the lungs, and you get zero side effects from it. You may get a bruise, but that's it. So um, there's that. And the actual an actual blockage, I think, is rarer. And, and it's just the nature of the shape of the veins. If you put a little bit in, the veins get bigger the further away they go from the skin, and they're designed to drain things out. So they probably just allow it to flow away from the site. Um, if you block enough of a vein, then obviously you could block it. I don't think, I, I think a lot of that probably gets misdiagnosed or not diagnosed at all as a hematoma because whenever you cause trauma around the site, there's a bit of swelling. It probably swells a bit, maybe looks at a slightly different color. Probably happens quite often without people picking up anything. And in most cases, there isn't sufficient decrease in oxygen supply to the tissues to actually cause necrosis. That's what I suspect. But as I said, it's a very, very hard thing to know for sure because it's really hard to know exactly where filler is placed and, and to correlate each clinical sign and symptom with uh, with placement of the filler. Mm, the control for that variable. So in terms of the procedure to reduce the risk of blocking a vein, is it the same as what we would do to reduce the risk of blocking an artery? Broadly speaking, yes. So and there are lots of things you can do, but you know, using products that you know aspirate well, aspirating, maybe doing multiple aspirations in, in sites where you know there is a vein nearby, um, you could also map out the veins if you're particularly worried about it. Know where the main ones are in the face before you even start. So knowing your anatomy. Um, if you lie a patient flat or even slightly with their head down, they will their veins will swell and you can locate exactly where those veins are and then that would help you avoid them. I suppose the other thing would be just in certain places where you're injecting high volumes, the one that comes to mind most would be the temple. So in a, in a place where you're injecting at high volumes, be very sure about your anatomy. Uh, that in that case, the middle temporal vein is in a soup is in an intermediate plane. So if you're on the periosteum, you shouldn't be near that. So it's little things like that that might make you a little bit safer. Applying your anatomy to your injection technique, uh, and then um, putting that all together should chip away at the risk. So if we occlude a vein instead of an artery, is it ever dangerous? I think occluding a vein could be dangerous. I think it's quite rare that these circumstances could happen. But as we've already talked about, there is the theory of pulmonary emboli. So if you get filler into a lung, that could cause someone a medical problem. The second thing is it depends on which vein is occluded. And the best example of this would be if you occlude one of the veins of the eye. Now, we actually know this from medicine, that if you get a thrombosis in the retinal uh, retinal vein, then you get blindness. So, And the eye is a very particular case because the eye... The nature of it is that because it's a glo- the globe has to be able to move, there aren't veins connected from all different angles. They all basically flow through one main structure. So there are fewer veins to, to supply alternative routes for the blood to supply 
to leave the eye. So if you occlude one of these veins, you will probably lose vision in that part of your eye. So um, that tells us a bit more. If you know that you can go blind from a, a venous thrombosis in the eye, we know that venous drainage is important in certain tissues. So that's actually incredibly unlikely that we'll cause that with a dermal filler. Uh, there is a theoretical connection between the facial vein and the and the, the cavernous sinus. So the cavernous sinus, big collection of blood vessels, but intracranial that drain the eyes as well as other parts of the brain. And if you were to get filler into that structure and then maybe trigger an infection or just a thrombosis, then you would likely cause blindness and maybe bilateral blindness. So it can be really serious. What treatment would you be doing in order to be in that area? Gosh, uh, so it's it's a theoretical connection. I've never I've never seen a case reported this way. Um, we've I've seen it talked about in, in one of the case studies we know really well that someone up in in Scotland had an occlusion. And one of the theories I thought was that maybe it was one of the veins that was blocked because it was only partial, the lost vision. So uh, we don't know for sure. Didn't Nothing sh showed up on an MRI scan. But, but basically anywhere around the eye, anywhere where there's drainage, you could have a connection. I just don't think it's that likely. I suspect mostly if you're injecting into a vein, the, the veins tend to be drawing blood away from the area rather than intracranially. You'd have to be in the same place for quite a long time, injecting in quite high volume for it to make its way all there. Probably noses might be another risk. I've seen it um, discussed as a possible cause of partial blindness caused by non-surgical rhinoplasty using Volbella. So that, that's a very thin product. There are lots of, it doesn't matter what the product is, to be honest. The, the fact that it's very low viscosity might allow it to permeate further into structures and cause more injuries that are basically deeper into the head. But mostly... I don't think it's that likely with a venous occlusion. I think it's incredibly unlikely. I think we're actually talking one in a million. So if you did cause venous occlusion, how would you manage it? Well, it makes sense that you could manage it like you, like you would a vascular occlusion, which is that we do this process of warm compress, massage, hyaluronidase, and repeat that until blood flow is normal. Now, the big difference with a, with a venous occlusion is if you're going to be massaging it, I think it's going to be highly effective. If you massage a vascular occlusion that's in an arterial, you're effectively massaging a lot of the filler into the arterioles and in, then into the capillaries, which is fine because probably the, the greater surface area there enables them to enables the hyaluronidase to permeate into those vessels and, and un, unocclude it effectively. The thing with a venous occlusion is it's going to be much easier to move it away from the site. So we will be effectively causing those tiny microemboli going into the lungs, a small pulmonary embolism, but hopefully so small that you would get zero side effects from it. Now, think about that. That's quite important. Mostly with a pulmonary embolism, we're talking very big blood clots that cause clinical symptoms. So 0.25 mils of dermal filler is probably not going to cause a problem. Now, I have no evidence for that because it's never been researched. It's very hard to prove. Um, but it does make sense to me that it's very unlikely to cause any problems. So massage could be good, but then you're saying you would also do the usual with the hyaluronidase. Yeah, I think the, the normal process is just going to seem to work a lot quicker. Mm. Um, I wouldn't recommend only massaging if you think it's impeding blood flow, if you've got a significant delay in capillary refill. Because obviously the other thing is it's very, very hard to tell unless you're a sonographer, how are you going to tell whether it's in a vein or an artery? All you've got is delayed capillary refill. Ooh. And um, so it makes sense to treat it as you would any vascular occlusion. I just think working from first principles, it may, it may be easier to solve because you've got these veins that you can easily massage the product out of. So if you'd like a really clear diagram of how to go through the, an emergency reversal, either in a vein or an artery, make sure you click on the link underneath the description of this video and you can download my emergency reversal protocol. Hope this session has been useful to you and please do let us know any other topics you'd like us to cover. We really are responding to people's comments and 
and um, doing new videos based on what you like to see and subscribe as well so that you are notified next time we upload. Thanks for watching. Take care. Bye.